Hey, it's Bill Simmons. I have some good news for you. The hottest take. It's back. Oh, yeah. Monday through Thursday, four times a week, you hear from me, Chris Ryan, Sean Fantasy, Mallory Rubin, Wazdeen Lambrey, Van Lathan, Julie Lippman, many other ringer staffers. You get one take, you got to defend it to the death. Sports takes, pop culture takes, food takes, airplane takes. Oh, yeah. It's coming back. First episode drops August 29th. It's New York, New York, presented by FanDuel. The second half of the NBA season is here, and you can bet on the action with an assist from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub. Filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays. And same-game parlays, all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explore page and the Pulse and Bet Live. Same-game parlays for every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or visit theringer.com slash RG. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. All righty, let's roll, baby. Welcome in Tuesday edition of New York, New York with John Zestremski, a loaded Tuesday. It's a lot to dive into. First off, congratulations to the New York Mets. Brilliance from Scherzer, Alonzo Lindor, back in the playoffs for the first time since 2016. Bigger fish to fry because you're thinking about this National League East. But good to know the New York Mets are going to be back playing October baseball. And it's a good buzz in town right now. You got the Mets guaranteed. They're in the playoffs. You got Aaron Judge going for 62 and a triple crown. The Jets got a win and the Giants are 2-0. So when we come back, the quarterback of the 2-0 New York football Giants, the gritty, gutty Brian Dabolet. New York Giants, Daniel Jones, that's coming up next. We have the quarterback of the New York football Giants, and Daniel Jones, I'm sure the sound of 2-0 and sounds awfully sweet. What's happening, man? Not a whole lot. How you doing, JJ? Uh, I'm doing well, and, you know, you've been with the organization for plenty of 0-2s. Describe to me, like, the, the feeling going in on Monday – and the feeling throughout the week and the vibe when you're 2-0 and and what it's like compared to, like, guys walking around when it's 0-2. Yeah, it uh, definitely beats the hell out of being 0-2. That's for sure. It's a lot better feeling uh, walking around. Guys are excited and, and uh, feeling good. But, you know, at, at the same time, um, we've won two games, but that's just two games. There's a lot ahead of us. There's a lot, you know, we know we need to do better, clean up, going forward. And that's what we're focused on. Uh, right now, but 
um, yeah, we're we're enjoying the start, but but a lot we got to build on. Your last win against Tennessee, the opener, was super sexy, down at a wire, exhilarating. You guys put up a whole lot of points in the second half. This game against Carolina wasn't exactly that. It was a whole lot of slop. It was a whole lot of ugly. But is it easier to digest the ugly when the end result is a win? Yeah, it's it's definitely easier. I think, you know, the... Uh, you hear from people who have been in the league for a long time, and certainly I've experienced that wins are are, uh, are hard to come by in this league, and and you got to earn you know each one each week. So cherish it and enjoy it when you when you get a win, however it comes. So that's how you know we've uh, we've treated it. Like I said, there's a lot we can do to improve, and, and we're going to focus on that. But uh, an ugly win is is uh, certainly better than the alternative. So this game against Carolina, DJ, you guys get the ball right out of the gate, you get the turnover. As an offense, how frustrating is it for you guys when you guys get unbelievable field position and it's like, all right, we got a turnover here, we're ready to rock, and you guys can't come away with six? What what went on on those two drives where you guys ended up with really, really good field position where you couldn't find a way to strike it home for six? Yeah, I mean, I think just, um, you know, first of all, it is, it is certainly frustrating to get field position. Special teams made a great play on that opening kick and then defense got another big turnover there. Um, so, you know, we, we got to just execute down there uh, when we get in tight, obviously as the field shortens and you get closer and closer to the end zone, um, you know, the, everything, you know, happens faster, everything, uh, you know, executions at a real premium down there. So any type of uh, setback you have or, uh, you know, negative plays certainly kill you there. So just making sure that we're, we're executing and doing doing our jobs, um, you know, in those type of situations. And the thing we talked about is it's it's on us. It's our execution. You know, hats off to Carolina's defense. They're a great defense, fast physical team. But um, you know, it's stuff that we do and stuff we control how we execute. Uh, you know, down there that that makes a difference. So uh, we're going to study it. We've been studying it and and looking to clean it up going forward. So you go back obviously and you watch the film and you see the all twenty two. If there's one particular play for you, whether it's a throw you wish you had back or it's one you actually wish you fired on. I mean, what was the one instance, DJ, that you went back and you watched and you said, man, I wish I did this differently. Is there one particular sequence? Um, Well, I mean, I think the, the two red zone situations, like you said, were missed opportunities for us. I think that goes for the whole group. And, and, you know, we felt like we all, uh, you know, had a chance, like you said, to, to, to score two early touchdowns and, and go ahead. So convert those opportunities. I think when you look back, there's always plays, uh, you know, chances you missed here and there, um, you know, some guys, you know, you want to get through and see and, and get the ball to, and uh, you know, certain situations like that. But um, you know, we'll, we'll go back and look for it. If there's one situation, I think it's the one we talked about, just being in the red zone, making sure you, you get touchdowns there. So you guys are playing this ugly slop game in the first half. And you know the New York fans, Daniel. They're demanding. So when you guys aren't scoring touchdowns, they're giving it to you guys a little bit. I think it's out of love. I think it's like, hey, we, we want touchdowns. We don't want to be celebrating all these Graham Gano field goals. Do you guys hear that? Like when you're going in the locker room, is that something you guys are talking about? Or do you basically have to like, hey, tune it out. We got to do our job. We know the fans are going to cheer if we go and put 
six on the board instead of putting up three on the board. You guys, you guys mindful of those boos for the offense at all or not really? Uh, well, you definitely hear them. I mean, you can't, you can't ignore it. So, can't tune uh, that out, man. The New Yorkers <laughs> are loud, bro. You know that. Yeah. They're loud. Yeah. So, you know, you definitely hear it. Um, you know, whether, I don't think we talk, we certainly don't talk about it or it's not something that's being discussed, but um, you hear it and, and you understand the sense of urgency. I mean, we have a, a super high sense of urgency and, uh, when the fans are upset, we're certainly upset and frustrated at the same time, too. So, uh, you know, we've got to keep our composure, keep our poise, understand what's going wrong and, and how we're going to fix it going forward. And that's what the conversation at halftime was about. You know, similar to the Tennessee game, we had a, you know, slow start in the first half, situations that we could have converted and, and didn't, and then, uh, you know, picked it up a little bit in the second half. So I think that's, you know, something we'll we'll look at going forward is how we can start faster. but. Um, in terms of the fans uh, booing and, and their uh, restlessness, I think that's, you know, certainly shared with us and, and something we're aware of. And, and uh, you know, during the game, we hear it. But, you know, you got to focus on how you're going to correct it, how you're going to, uh, you know, adjustments you're going to make going forward. You mentioned composure. You guys fall behind by seven. Carolina comes out of the second half and scores the touchdown. And, you know, Daniel, I think for a lot of Giant fans over the last couple of years, you guys would get off to a slow start. The opponent would go and take the lead. And they'd be like, oh, here we go. Here we go. They're going to find a way to lose. Not this team. You guys down seven. You put together a really good drive. You make some plays with your legs. You find Bellinger for the touchdown. Do you feel that difference, right? Like showing that sort of resilience to be able to bounce back. What has it been about the second half for your offense that has allowed you guys to be far more productive than what you've seen so far in the first half of these games? Well, I mean, I think uh, we've done a good job at halftime, keeping, you know, one, keeping our poise, keeping our composure, understanding, you know, if we, if we clean up a couple little things, it's going to get easier for us. And, and then making, you know, schematic adjustments too, I think is part of it. So, uh, you know, coaches have done a good job with that. and, and uh, going forward but understand these games are 60 minute games you know you talk about nfl uh these nfl games are, are tight most of them and come down to one score here and there so you got to be able to uh weather the storm weather the uh the harder parts the parts that don't go great so you know when it times when it comes time to make a play or make a drive that uh team needs to win the game you're, you're in a you know spot where you can do that so i think we've got a guy a group of guys who, who do that who, who understand it we're tough, resilient, and, uh, you know, want to make that play. So um, I thought that was big time for us. So you had a bunch of guys step up in a big way, whether it's Bellinger, Sills, James. You, it, it feels like a, a whole new cast of characters for you that you're getting involved in this offense. How cool is it for you to see guys kind of work their way onto the roster and then step up on a Sunday and make some game-changing plays that end up being a difference in the game. Yeah, you know, I think we got we got guys uh, across the board who can make plays for us, and they bring a lot of different skill sets, and um, are able to do a lot of different things, like some, you know, the guys you mentioned there, and um, other guys as well. So I think that's part of you know what this offense can do uh, is spread the ball around, get guys in different spots, and and bring out their strengths, like you know we've talked about in the past. So. Um, you know, I've enjoyed seeing it. I got a lot of trust in, in all those guys making plays. I know we all do. So uh, fun to see him step up and do that. All right, DJ. Game on the line. You need a first down to end the game. Talk me through the third down run that ends up sealing it for your football team. 
Uh, yeah, I think, uh, you know, Cass called a, a uh, naked there, got on the perimeter, uh, option to throw Saquon in the flat, and, uh, you know, a couple of other options there. So I thought they did a good job matching it uh, defensively. So saw an opportunity to get up and, and uh, you know, find a lane, run the ball. You know, in a situation like that, you don't want to throw an incompletion to stop the clock. So it's either a completion, a sack, or a run. Um, really uh, in that situation and and you know on the perimeter there you kind of give yourself the option to to run it or throw it and that's the idea so um i thought it was a good call and and uh, i thought we executed it well has that been a point of emphasis daniel has the coaching staff been telling you with your athleticism or with your legs we want to see you use it a lot more uh yeah i mean i think it's it's uh, certainly been talked about um you know but uh, you got to find the situations where it makes sense and where you have opportunities to do that. So, um, you know, that's something I'll continue to look at and, and keep working on. But um, I think, you know, overall, just making decisive decisions to, to do that when the opportunity presents itself. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. So you're in a situation where you're learning a new offense. You're two weeks into the regular season of learning this new offense. And look, takes time. I, I think every Giant fan is aware of that. You don't basically snap your fingers and see this offense turn into a finished product with a new head coach and a new offensive coordinator. For you, listen, you're 2-0. You're thrilled about the fact that you're 2-0. But you said it yourself. You guys are always looking to grow. You're always looking to get better. You're always looking to make adjustments. What has been personally the biggest adjustment for you in this new system now that you've gone through two regular season games so far? You know, I think it's just continuing to get comfortable with, uh, you know, certain concepts and certain, uh, you know, ways that we're going to run certain plays and, and uh, how we're going to design to get people open and, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, so being comfortable seeing it, uh, being decisive, getting the ball out on time, but all those things that, that take reps, they take time. Obviously, we, we put in a lot of work uh, during the spring, during the fall, and, and uh, you know, made a lot of progress, but like I said, a lot, a lot still to do for us. And we're focused on, on doing that, uh, going forward. But I think it's just, you know, it takes, takes reps sometimes. So I got to know, did you and the quarterback of the Carolina Panthers have, uh, any, uh, one-on-one time after the game or was that, I, I gotta be honest, <laughs> Daniel, I gotta be honest. If that quote was out there about me and I just beat his team, I, I, now this is me and, and we're all different. I'd be looking to spike the football. That's me. You <laughs> obviously are in a different position. You're going to have cameras all over you. Was there, uh, any back and forth there with, uh, Baker Mayfield or no? Uh, no, I mean, I think we just, uh, you know, said hello and, and, uh, and went our separate ways. But, um, yeah, you know, I think Baker's a good guy and, um, you know, we all, we all say things. Maybe we, we, uh, you know, don't mean all the way. And, and we talked about it back when he said it uh, a couple of years ago. So he did reach out. He did reach out to you after those dopey comments. Uh, yeah, he did after after I was drafted and, and we uh, we talked about it. So, 
Uh, it's all good. I, I uh, certainly wish the best for him and I uh, hope it works out for him in Carolina. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's all good. Hey, listen, you take the victory, 2-0. That's all that matters in my book. So, DJ, you're 2-0, and now you get a chance to play on Monday Night Football against the Dallas Cowboys. Are you a, uh, you a guy who likes the primetime spotlight? You like the primetime games? Yeah, I look forward look forward to the primetime games. I'm uh, excited. You know, Dallas on Monday night at home. Um, you know, looking forward to the environment there and, and getting out in front of the fans again uh, here. So, um, it'll be fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. The NFC East for you guys, especially the Dallas Cowboys, they've been a challenge over the last couple of years. The idea of beating this division and doing so at a high level. Like, look, you guys want to win this division. You, you got to beat these teams. Dallas, the defense flies. It, is the game plan going in, Daniel? Let's contain and slow down Michael Parsons at all costs. I mean, I'd be like saying to my guys, hey, whatever we can do to get this guy out of the way, please, let's make sure we get him out of the way. I don't want him in my face, man. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think he he's certainly a, a really good player and and uh, his speed, physicality, uh, you know, ability to affect quarterback, affect the offense, I think jumps off the tape when you when you watch it. And and uh, that's no surprise for, to anyone. But but he's a good player, so we'll have a plan for him. And, and they got good players across the board. Um, they're good defense and uh, good in the secondary too. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll get into it, have a good game plan going in. But like I said, you know, earlier when we talked about the red zone situation, it's about, you know, what we do. It's about focusing on us, making sure we're in a good spot. We understand the game plan and, and how to execute it too. So uh, we'll know them. We'll, we'll know who they are, we'll, you know, certainly aware of their uh, strengths and, and weaknesses, but uh, it's about us for sure. How useful is it, Daniel, watching like game film from the year prior against the same opponent? I, you know, there's so much turnover in the NFL. There's so much as far as roster change, but there's a lot of the same schematics. Team like Dallas is bringing back a lot of the same defensive players. Is that useful or is it more useful watching what they did in week one, let's say, or week two uh, against Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals? Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely more uh, probably more useful to watch the week one, week two stuff that's more recent. I mean, a team can change their identity; they can change what they're uh, focused on. Obviously, this team, same coaching staff, uh, a lot of the same players. Uh, but um, yeah, I mean, you know, when you have a situation like that, you can you can look back at the year prior and and look at some of the games from the year before, particularly towards end of the season and see. You know, have they changed much? Still doing similar stuff, and then you know, in that case, maybe you do put a little more value in uh, some of the film from from last year. But uh, we'll we'll focus on the first two weeks. So I'm going to the game Monday, and Daniel, all my giant buddies love the color rush jerseys, and I do too. I mean, they're, they're, they're great looking <laughs> jerseys. The Giants on the helmet. You don't have much say in this because you basically wear what they tell you to wear. I get that. You know, they give you guys. The, the, the zip-ups, the jerseys, the helmets. Are the Color Rush Giant jerseys your favorite Giant jersey? Uh, I think they probably are, yeah. I, I think they're, they're a clean look for us, for sure. The, the uh, all-white Color Rush. And, uh, I've enjoyed wearing them. I think, you know, when you talk to your friends and they ask you, you know, can I get a jersey? They always want the Color Rush jersey and this and that. But it, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's probably my favorite. So I think a lot of us are hoping that we're going to see those Color Rush jerseys on Monday night. That's all I'm going to say. I don't know if you can uh, 
divulge such information. I don't want to get you in trouble with the league or the Giants if <laughs> you know they're doing some grand announcement on Twitter or Instagram or whatever. But long story short, dude, we want to see uh, those Giant Call Rush jerseys. Sunday now, you don't have a football game. So I, I know you guys got to do a walkthrough. I know you guys got to get ready for Monday night. But what does a Sunday without football look like for Daniel Jones? Uh, I'll be watching the games. I mean, normally there you go. <laughs> you, you fight, you fire up the red zone channel. There we go. There we yeah, go. I'll, I'll be watching the games for sure. Normally Saturday, you're watching college games, go walk through in the morning and then come back home, watch some college games and go back to meetings and stay at the hotel Saturday night. So it'll be the same thing. Just, uh, just, uh, NFL games on Sunday. I'm looking forward to watching. Have you seen at all this year and judge in person for the Yankees? I haven't. I, I, uh, I'd love see, to. now you missed the boat because now you got a season to play. See what dude you got to see. Now you've, you've seen Aaron judge in person in the past though, right? I have, uh, I think it went last year. Um, I mean, he's huge. I think that's, <laughs> he's a monster. Well, I was going to yeah. ask, did you see him destroy a baseball? Cause that's kind of impressive, man. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't, I need to, I need to go back. I wish I could go this year, but he's about to break the record, right? He's going for 62 home runs and it's going for the triple crown. Imagine that average home run in RBIs. And Daniel, I got people telling me that Otani's the MVP. Come on, man. Get out of uh, here with that. Yeah. <laughs> you can't have that. That should be easy enough to defend for you there, JJ. I, mean, I was going to say, it's, it's, it's it nice right when I have positive things to talk about, Daniel. You know, like when I can back up a 2-0 football team, when I can back up a guy who's going for a triple crown, please tell me. Now, you probably haven't seen this yet. Maybe you have. Did you see the way the Browns lost against the Jets? Uh, I did, yeah. I saw the highlights of it. I mean, you guys, I, I, I'm sure, like, every team around the league is going to go through. Like, the, is that something that a coaching staff will say, hey, you're up two minutes. You have an opponent with no timeouts. Get out of bat. You mentioned it with your run. Hey, I, I, I can't take it. I can't throw the ball there. I can't stop the clock. Those sort of, like, situations. You guys got to be going over that now, like, over and over again, right? Yeah, we do a good job. Uh, kind of looking, you know, coach does a good job looking around the league and bringing up certain situations that, um, you know, may be relevant for us or we can learn from going forward. So I don't know if he'll show that one uh, or not, but uh, yeah, that's pretty normal for us to look around the league, look at things we can learn from. Final one. Was there any uh, shenanigans or dancing or uh, Brian Dable uh, rapping going on in the locker room after the <laughs> game? Or was it Was it more subdued after week one? Yeah, I don't know if there's any dancing this week, uh, but uh, we—I mean, we were excited. You, you gotta enjoy each win, uh, like I said earlier. But um, also, you know, we knew we we left a little bit out there and, and uh, play better going forward. But uh, hats off to Panthers—they're a good team, good defense, good good group. Uh, but uh, yeah, you score a touchdown Monday night. I want a gritty. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see Gesicki's gritty? Yeah, it was kind of like a run, right? I, I don't even know what that was. That was like me trying to dance at a wedding, dude. When nobody wants to see that, I'm flailing my arms and my legs all over the place. Dude, you can't do a possible, you possibly cannot do a worse gritty than Gesicki. There's no way. <laughs> I don't know about that. Can you can you gritty, JJ? What do you got? I, we'll, we'll, we'll work on it, man. I'm, <laughs> I, I, how about this? You guys beat the Cowboys next week. I break out a gritty for you at the end of the uh, the interview. Done? All right. 
that's that's the deal. There you go. We got a deal. Daniel Jones, good luck. We'll be there on Monday night. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I want to be talking about the 3-0 Giants. I like the sound of that. Let's do it, bro. No doubt. No doubt. Appreciate you, PJ. That's the quarterback of the New York football Giants. We got the Mets in the postseason. And we'll get you ready for this week in baseball. That's coming up next. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser, but I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I wanna wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. Just because you wrestle alligators for a living doesn't mean you should have the skin of one. Say goodbye to dry and cracked skin with Old Spice Super Hydration Body Wash with vitamin B3. Made for 24-7 renewing moisturization with daily use. With scents of vanilla and shea, people will think you've taken up candle making as one of your hobbies. And there is nothing wrong with that. Old Spice Super Hydration Body Wash. Shop Old Spice now. All right, good stuff there from DJ. And listen, we love the honesty. They got to be better in the red zone. They got to put up more points. There were plays that could have been made against Carolina that if you want to beat the Dallas Cowboys, they're going to have to be made come Sunday or Monday, whatever the case may be. So don't apologize for 2-0. and and look, from a Giants perspective, the NFC, even though the Eagles are great on Monday night, the NFC kind of has a door open for a team to come out of nowhere to go and make the postseason. Like in the AFC, outside of that crummy South division, that ain't going to happen. The AFC teams are probably going to be the teams you expected to see. The NFC, eh, not as much. So. The Giants have a very reasonable opening part of the schedule. Go kill it. I think minimum you want to split these next two games. And if you really want to dream playoffs, hey, Dallas at home, winnable with Cooper Rush, your quarterback. Chicago at home, beyond winnable. I think every Giant fan would have signed on the dotted line for three and one. I think they would have been basically doing a worm or a little gritty. Gonna have to work on that. The Giants beat the Cowboys on Monday night. Gonna have to work on that. We'll see. I can't be any worse than Gesicki. I, I, that's the good news. Mike, I love you. Penn State, we are. Jersey, we love you. Keep gritting. That was terrible. Absolutely positively terrible. So there's that. Um, I do want to congratulate the Mets fans. Look, you expected the playoffs this year. You paid a zillion dollars for Scherzer. You brought in Marte. You brought in Canna. You brought in Buck Showalter. Every Met fan had the expectation they were going to be a playoff team this year. But when you failed to make the playoffs last year and you failed to do it in 2020 and you haven't made it since 2016, it's something to celebrate. I thought the Mets handled it perfectly yesterday. They cracked open a few beers. They toasted. They weren't nuts with champagne showers because they know, hey, the division is when we can let loose. And that right now is still neck and neck with the Atlanta Braves. And how good was Scherzer last night? I mean, you don't see the guy for three weeks 
And his first start back off the IL, he throws six perfect innings. That's the dream and the hope for the Mets. That it is DeGrom and Scherzer and Bassett carrying you to a World Series championship. But you need Alonzo and do it ahead. We talk a lot about the pitching with the Mets. Those two big guys in the lineup have to perform. Because the other teams in the National League have superstars up and down their lineups. And that's not as much. So your star player has got to go and ball out. So great win for them. Congratulations on the postseason. And big night Tuesday for the Yankees. Harrison Bader back in center field. Haven't seen him yet. Very unpopular trade with Montgomery. They got a guy who can pick it. They got a guy who's an athlete. He needs to go and make an immediate impact. There's pressure on him. Because the Yankees gave up a guy who's been a really good pitcher for the St. Louis Cardinals. I am very intrigued to see what Bader is going to bring to the table. Severino tomorrow night. And then all eyes are on Aaron Judge. As he goes for 61 and 62. He is .01 away from the batting average in the American League. And the fact that he's got homers in the bag, RBIs in the bag, and he's .01 away from a triple crown. How can anyone be dopey enough to make the argument that Otani on a team that is 20 games under 500 is the MVP. That is like the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like, what more does Aaron Judge need to do? He has every big hit this year. He has single-handedly carried the Yankees in the second half of the season. They're a first-place team. He's going to break Roger Maris's record. And, oh, by the way, he might win the Triple Crown. But there are people saying he's not the MVP. Come on. How stupid is that? So, enjoy Aaron Judge. And know the Yankees are going to have to pay him a gazillion dollars in the offseason. So, very interesting week with the baseball. Very fired up now for Sunday. Jets-Bengals is interesting. Giants-Cowboys on Monday is very, very interesting. We'll have a live tonight after the baseball games. Friday, the usual suspects. All football Friday stuff. A couple voicemails, too. And you guys know the deal. Sunday, we've been good. After the 4 o'clock game, so podcasts be up around 9, 9.30, which is perfect. 10. You want to listen during Sunday night early, boom, you have it. You want to listen late night, you have it. I'm watching the 4 o'clock games. That's the thing for me. Like, I need to, I have that perfect window right after the 4 o'clock games where I'm like, all right, we can do the podcast. It's perfect timing. During the 4 o'clock games, it's a waste. I mean, I, I want to watch the games. So do you guys. We can. So that's how we roll around here. So Rudy, who is like the man of many talents, Stepping in, helping us out here on a Tuesday. JJ out. Enjoy the rest of your week. We'll chat on Spotify Live tonight. And we got a Football Friday podcast late Thursday, early Friday. Actually, it's going to be early Friday because the Yankees are playing the Red Sox. You know how long that game's going to go. All right, we're out. Be good, everybody. Be good, everybody.